Bible trails The Son of God, He is near He chose to walk with us These tribal trails Tribal trails Welcome to Tribal Trails. Today we'll address the painful and difficult topic of residential schools. We know and admit that many of our people faced hardships, abuse, mistreatment, and injustice in residential schools. It is a chapter of our country that is generally accepted today as a wrong attempt to integrate the First Nations people into the Western society. We know that many Indigenous people deeply suffered emotionally, mentally, and physically. But there are also some who didn't really have a bad experience. Bill Jackson is going to share about his experience at residential school and how God gave him peace in his life. Wherever you are right now, you might hear something today that will help you on your journey. So Bill, could you share with us um, how it was for you leaving your home uh, and what age were you when, when you left to go to residential school? I don't like to use the word painful, but it was a little difficult. I was born on this reserve, never left it. I don't know if I was taken out of the reserve for a time, but I remember being at home, summer and winter. So now my parents tell me I'm going to be going to school. Mm-hmm past Edmonton somewhere. I didn't even know where Edmonton was, but anyway, that's came to me that it was going to be, maybe I can use the word painful mm-hmm. then, you know, mm-hmm. but going to be leaving home. Right. I never did before for anything. So uh, that's where I was faced with that, you're going away. Life on reserve at that time was a time when there was no jobs, There was no uh, work anywhere, and uh, we'd be classed as people who didn't have anything, poor. And uh, my dad used to go out uh, working somewhere as far as Fort McMurray at that Mm -hmm. time. Yeah, and uh, I remember when after I was in school, about hearing my dad, when he stopped at the school to see us, my brother and two sisters or three sisters were there at the time. Mm-hmm. So for me to go to a school where I got some relatives, oh, that wasn't too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my dad stopped to see us when, he, when we were there to go to Fort McMurray and started work there. Mm-hmm. And how, how was it for you at the school? Things that you experienced there? Was positive, negative? I c- couldn't say. Uh, of course, being taken away from home mm-hmm. to go to a school a little over 100 miles away, uh, 130 miles mm-hmm. or so, uh, I just wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. However, right. it was not hard after a while. You kind of forget situations mm-hmm. as they were, and uh, 
being there with, with kids my age and some of my sisters and my brother was there. Mm-hmm. My brother being there made it a big difference. Hmm, right. so he was older than me and I kind of look up to him. And right. So that, that, was, that part was okay. Right. Yeah. So I've heard many times about, you know, kids taken from their homes, going to residential schools and then losing their language. How did you keep the Cree language while you were there at school? Mm-hmm. I remember very clearly when one of the teachers decided that we maybe should not speak Cree during class or Mm -hmm. something like that, or during the time we've been being taught something, got to be in English. Other than that, there was no some of the other things that other residential schools faced. Mm -hmm. We didn't face that. We were allowed Mm -hmm. to speak in Cree. Right. So how many years did you stay at the school? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Eight years, yeah. And you had opportunity to come home Christmas or summertime? No, no no Christmas. No we Christmas. We stayed there at Christmas. Okay. Stayed there any other day till June. End mm-hmm. of June is when we got on a train and head home. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then go back in September? That's right, yeah. So what, what did you do after your you finished at the residential school. Did you come back to live under reserve? And um, when did you hear about Jesus? I'm going to speak for residential school there about it. They had a golden opportunity to talk to us about salvation and mm. about the Lord. Mm-hmm. But there was very few that did that. I remember one, one lady from Newfoundland we were talking to her about it. Uh, Hickman, I think her name was. Uh, Miss Hickman. And uh, she talked to us a little bit about things about the Lord and how he died for us and so on and so mm-hmm. forth about it. And, uh, well, I did hear a little bit of that in church, a little bit at home, not very much. But not enough for somebody to come and talk to me personally and say, I said, I said, I did later, one guy did later, before I came to the Lord. Somebody did talk to me personally about it. Could have happened long before that. But it wasn't to be, I don't know. A young age is when you think about those things too. Right. There were times I thought about what's it going to be like when I die or end of the world as... Lots were talking about end of the world, what it's going to be like, and so on. You know, all kinds of funny things about it, but nothing that you could say, you know, I'll be ready for that. Right. No, no. so there's 10 years of my life there that was not, nobody talked to me about it. What if the armies of the Lord picked up and dusted off their swords? Found to set the captives free And not let Satan have one more But if the church for heaven's sake Finally stepped up to the plate The Duke could stand upon God's promise Thorn hell's rusty gate What if these people prayed And those who bear 
would only seek his face, yeah, and turn from their own ways. What would happen if we prayed? Would they grow up to lead the way? Maybe kids in school could pray, and unborn children see light of day. What if the life that we pursue came from a hunger for the truth? What if the family changed Jesus? Stop asking Oprah what to do. What if these people prayed and those who bear His name would only seek His face? Yeah, and turn from their ways if only we would pray yeah. and who was it that shared the gospel with you yeah there's a fellow by the name of Ed Klingenberg mm-hmm. he was a, a student student at uh, Three Hills Prairie Bible Institute at the time I think it's Bible College now right anyway <clears throat> they had uh, summer students that went to uh, to different communities and nobody came to this community but they did that Kikino and uh, had a sister as married there and some relatives, some cousins. So we spent some time over there, got to know about these people that were sent there and there was two guys there. However, Toward the late part of the time there to be there, before we went back to school, I was up in there helping my brother-in-law haying mm-hmm. and stuff that he was doing. And uh, it so happened that we were invited for supper in the same place uh, that, that one evening. Mm-hmm. And we went there. And it was September, about that time. Uh, it was dark, dark night when I was going to be leaving, and I said hello, oh, said goodbye to the people. Thank you for the supper. I'm going. This guy says, "Wait a minute." He said, "I got to go too. I'll go with you." Hmm. So I got about halfway to go where he has to go. Mm-hmm. So not very far down the road, he started talking to me about the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. At first, I didn't know what what to say about this. I wasn't thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ in any way about that time. And uh, I guess maybe the way he kind of introduced the subject, uh, it just came right out, say, uh, are you saved or are you Christian? Something like this. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Kind of got off guard here. I I don't know what to say. Uh, I think I am. I yeah. I'm I'm a Christian, but uh, I knew I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I might as well say it. You know, I'm a Christian. <laughs> right. Maybe he'll stop talking yeah. <laughs> to me about it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, he said that's a good. I don't remember all that he said from there on, but he kept on talking. Then. He started talking to me about end of the world, 
how it's going to be. He says, are you ready for that? I said, I didn't think so. He said some more about it. And uh, I got to thinking about this, you know. This would be a time to ask this guy what he knows about the end of the world and about how to be sure you're going to be on the right side of the fence mm -hmm. for this. Right. So I did ask him some questions about that uh, and something about, I'm, I'm not sure about those things, but I, I do believe in God. I do, I do pray sometime and I do go to church sometime not something that was necessary or something like that, mm -hmm. my way of thinking. Anyway, that's about where that began to end, I thought. And we kept on walking. And uh, so he asked me more, he says, we're going to be parting pretty soon, he says. Uh, would you like to know for sure hmm. about this? I said, yeah, I'd like to know that I'll be on God's side. To me, there'd be two kinds of people, one mm -hmm. going this way, one that way. I don't know how. Right. But, but uh, whatever it is, it's real in my, my mm -hmm. way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And the world was real, is real. And the Bible... He mentioned the Bible quite a bit. And that I know, I've been told, at school they did teach us about the Bible, mm -hmm. Ten Commandments and so on, memorize them and so on, at the residential school I went to. Mm -hmm. But nothing about me being sure there. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, not far, uh, I asked him about this, about being sure Okay, he says, I'll, I'll just tell you the whole part of it. It's quite simple. He says, you could accept the Lord tonight mm -hmm. and be sure where you're going. I forget some things that happened that night, but I, I do remember the important things for the most part mm -hmm. that I accepted Christ on the road that day. And... I uh, I said uh, I w I'd like to try it because I said I I know I don't I don't live the Christian life the way you guys do mm -hmm. and uh, anyway he kept on talking to me about it's not like one of the one of the in the dark <laughs> this mm -hmm. is all dark you see where yeah. I can barely see him standing right. about I don't know. Well, that's this far, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, he, he read or quoted a verse. I don't know if it was this verse, but it sounds like it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He quoted, a verse similar to that, that mm -hmm. could be the one. And uh, so he asked me what I thought of that. Well, I, I don't understand all of it, I said. But uh, he said, 
what it says there, by grace you are saved. That is, you cannot save yourself. Right, exactly. It's by the grace of God. It's by His mercy, love, and understanding, and goodness, and patience, and His death on a cross mm. by His Son. Those are the things. Eh? Right. Okay. Uh, so, we waited for a while, and he's, I said, uh, I don't really know how to pray. I've said the Lord's Prayer many times. I said, I can say that. Well, you can say that, he said, but there has to be that asking the Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. to save you. He said. Right. He made that clear. A long time I've traveled on the lonely road. My heart is so heavy and sin I said no. And I heard about Jesus, what a glorious hour. Well, I'm so glad that I found out He'd bring me out with His saving power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. And washed in the blood of Jesus and born again. Hallelujah, I'm safe, safe, safe by His wonderful grace. So glad that I found out he'd bring me out and show me the way. Like a bird out of prison that's taken its flight. Like the blind man that God gave back his sight. Like the poor wretched beggar found fortune and fame. Well, I'm so glad that I found out he'd bring me out. With faith in His name Thank God I am free, free, free From this world of sin Washed in the blood of Jesus and born again Hallelujah, I'm safe, safe, safe By His wonderful grace I'm so glad that I found out He'd bring me out And show me the way He went on and I went to the place I was staying, I said I went home. Uh, I thought that night, how can that must be must be Satan talking to me or something? How can a prayer down the road here save me? Mm -hmm. A little prayer. I came back to the place where I wasn't sure if I was saved, so I got down on my knees beside my bed. And I asked the Lord for deliverance, for forgiveness. I say deliverance, yeah. I want him to deliver me from different things mm -hmm. that I'm hooked on. And uh, I sat on my bed. Well, I, I prayed. It kind of feels better that I talk to the Lord about it. I said it in Cree as well. And... Uh, and uh, so I had to sleep that night. Next morning, I thought of that thing. I accepted the Lord last night. Whether it counted down the road or on my knees at home, don't make a difference. I did ask the Lord to save mm -hmm. me. I did. And He did. That's got to be, I think, 69 years ago. Yeah. And wow. uh, the first two years, I don't think you could tell that I was a Christian. Mm -hmm. I didn't act like one. 
Nobody was teaching me anything. On this reserve here, very few elders that, that really knew the way of salvation. They were believers in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But uh, there were some that encouraged me to go on. They thought it was good that I mm -hmm. turned to the Lord. Yeah. Bill is right. We can have a new life in Jesus. God wants to forgive us, and we also can forgive others. Somehow we are all hurting. We often will experience injustice and won't be able to change it. But we can change our mindset towards it. If we have peace of mind, we can deal with hurts and suffering differently. Real peace, we only get through a restored relationship with the Almighty God. As Bill mentioned, Jesus Christ took on himself the punishment for our wrongdoings and paid for it with his own life. And he did this because he loves us. He loves you. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus Christ offers this to every one of us. He wants us to find peace in our soul. He says in John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So, we need to turn to Jesus for peace. If you realize that you need help and that you need to get right with God, you can come to him right now. God will forgive your wrongdoings and he will give you the power and strength to forgive others. If you would like to speak with someone about your hurts and sorrows, please call us. We'd love to talk to you. There are also some phone numbers from Christian Counseling Centers on the screen that you can contact. Listen to one last word of encouragement from Bill before we close the program with a song from Carl Crane. What encouragement could you give to someone who's, you know, been to school, residential school mm -hmm. and um, perhaps still struggling with the idea of forgiveness? Yeah. Like where, how did you come to a place of understanding forgiveness? Yeah of others that have hurt you and so on and so forth. How is that possible? Yeah, we do know it's possible. Mm -hmm. We do know that different ones have become Christian and have turned their lives around. Quite a lot of them in Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> uh, what I say to people like this is that there's things that have been done to us that we can't change. Mm -hmm. Money can't change mm -hmm. and so on. Except that I know when a person comes to Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. prays to him for forgiveness for himself, mm -hmm. herself, mm -hmm. it happens. Right. God can forgive. I know in my life, I... I done a lot of things that contrary to the will of God, contrary to God's word, so on. And, uh, but I came to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I came to ask for forgiveness.
Well, Bill, thank you very much for sharing your experience at, at the residential school quite mm -hmm. a few years ago now. And um, it is great to hear that the Lord has had His hand on you. Mm -hmm. And it is a blessing to see. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm thankful too that I'm able to say the Lord did this for me. I do not base any of my salvation on works that I did, not very much, mm -hmm. but you know, you count them as some of that county, you'd like to forget about the other things. But the, uh, that part about uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. I think of those that are listening today, I'd like to say, you know, sometimes we think we have to earn our salvation, but we don't earn it. We couldn't earn it. Mm -hmm. It's only through the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died for us, shed his blood for us, rose again from the dead to give us renewed life, renewed justification, and so mm -hmm. on. Justified. Made us, made us so that we can be sure that we have him and salvation in our lives. When the man in the middle Was there for you and I Wonders of heaven Are to bow at His command All the things that lie beneath them Were made by His two hands And somewhere in the nursery A newborn baby cries was the man in the middle Was the giver of life And the man in the middle Was not an ordinary man He could make the blind to see With a one touch of his hand and the sound of his voice Brought Lazarus back to life Cause the man in the middle Was there for you and I The man in the middle 
most ordinary man She could make the blind to see With a one touch of his hand And the sound of his voice Brought Lazarus back to life was the man in the middle Was there for you and I And the man in the middle Was there for you and I